All right, welcome everybody to another episode of the Money Mitch Effect. My name is Mitch Michaels, host of the sports podcast. Delighted that we can have you with us here as we recap the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. Ryan Soul's recurring guest on the show joins the show. Ryan, thanks for coming in. Uh, the final, I guess, busy weekend of the year. It didn't really disappoint. We had a lot of drama, especially on Sunday, but excited to break all this down with you. Yeah, man, happy to be here. And, you know, I think... I've heard, you know, other people on TV say this, and I don't know if we've actually talked about it, but is this the best weekend in sports? Boy, that's a tough one, right? Like, I don't know, maybe given the depth and the meaningful football games, it's tough. I mean, if you get a good college bowl, like, you know, weekend, that that's tough to beat, like we saw this year, too. So I agree. Yeah, I agree. I it's agree. up there for sure. And, you know, it we're is. running out of football games to have. This is when you have – you know, the final eight. You gotta in the hold NFL. on to them, man. I know. Yeah, because we, we go into the dog days here in a little bit. The final eight of uh, football. And, you know, we started Saturday afternoon trying to go in chronological order here. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens, Ryan, they, uh, you know, maybe on offense looked a little, you know, rusty to say the least in the first half. But they win this game going away in the second. They win 34 to 10 over the Houston Texans. Houston has nothing to be ashamed of. Their season was, you know, above and beyond what they thought it could be. And yet, the story of this game to me, Ryan, all due respect to who's going to win the MVP again, Lamar Jackson, but the Ravens' defense, that was the difference maker. They were great all game. It's been a piece of this team that they haven't really had for a lot of the last couple years. I came away from this game thinking the Ravens' defense is good enough to, and dare I say it's scary, carry this team when they need it, when they need that boost from the offense. Yeah, and you know, you know how much I just enjoyed watching Coach uh, Wink Martindale's defense over the last couple of years, and I, I got to be honest, I was skeptical skeptical when they made the change. And man, this defense has been suffocating, and to allow only thirty eight rushing yards uh, for Houston, you know, you got to credit CJ Stroud not turning the ball over, um, you know, in the air, but man, they did not make it easy, and. They don't even have Marlon Humphrey back yet. I think the best thing that ever has happened to Patrick Queen was getting Roquan Smith uh, in there just, you know, to show him how to play the position correctly. And Kyle Hamilton, I've uh, been really impressed with him uh, just showing how versatile he is at the safety position. They can play him, um, you know, in the hole. They can play him at the top, uh, you know, in the single high. And it's just been really cool to watch. And, Lamar Jackson, man, um, this is a different guy than uh, we saw his first MVP go around. This is a different player, uh, different offense for sure, and I'm excited to see what they where they go from here. But credit to the Texans, man. So I, I thought, too, you know, and I agree with that. I also think that, the, you know, any Texans offensive plays because they couldn't run the ball was just C.J. Stroud doing some amazing stuff, and then they got the special teams touchdown they only had two games all season when they didn't have an offensive touchdown they were both against the ravens so i thought yeah. that was an interesting yeah. stat as well lamar's running ability we talked about it it's just so hard to defend this guy especially when you're in the monk in offense now you have zay flowers likely step right in for andrews who might also come back so there's a lot of weapons and you have to try to just hold the line and really keep them out of the end zone because they are going to drive the football but you know what baltimore did and you know, we can get into the, the other AFC game here in a second, but I came away from, from them, you know, getting in and out of this game clean, so to speak, Ryan, that's the name of the mm -hmm. game too. Like, you know, wasn't a very overly physical game. 
They didn't lose anybody new to injury. I don't think you can say the same about the Chiefs, who they will be playing. I think the Ravens were a big winner this week, and they were easily the most impressive team. You know, I agree, and it's you know it's funny because I think the last couple years with these Lamar Jackson-led Ravens, we've always seen them limp into the postseason uh, when they make it, and I think this is the first time maybe since Lamar's been there that um, maybe, you know, that that first year, if I can remember correctly, but he's got a full receiving core, like you said, getting Mark Andrews back. The defense is healthy. Like, I think this team is a complete team. I think that receiving core finally makes you have to respect everyone across the board. And like you said, that opens it up even more for Lamar Jackson if you turn your back to him, if you're playing man coverage. So this team is dynamic. And this is a guy who had 100 yards, and he's not looking to run. No, it's uh, it's scary, man. And what can you say? I mean, props to them. It's hard to believe they never hosted an AFC title game before, but it'll be the first time ever. This, uh, this Sunday. So props to the Ravens. They will play the Kansas City Chiefs who won the final game of conference champion or divisional round playoff action this weekend, being the Bills 27 to 24. Uh, this was something. This game was something. I'm not going to say classic because both teams had their slip ups and it wasn't maybe the best played game, but it's hard to beat the drama when these two teams play and usually the Chiefs win it all the time. But this was a very drama filled game and definitely had the most tension in the air, Ryan. Yeah, you know, and it was drama-filled and in positions where it didn't need to be. You know, I think in a while this is the cleanest game that we've seen from the Chiefs, especially with um, the lack of drops and just taking care of the football. But, you know, there's a couple opportunities that were missed with um, the um, fumble or not the, yeah, the fumble going out of the back of the end zone after the fake punt, where this game maybe could have gotten out of hand, but – um, mistakes kind of just kept each other in check a little bit. But for me, this was about, you know, we had talked about the Chiefs all season and the stagnant offense and looking different. And I think all along we knew it was going to have to come down to the two best players on the team, one of the best player in the league, looking like it when it mattered, when you needed it the most. And I think that's what we got. And I just think that this is a matchup that maybe this is the last version of this we see in this iteration. We don't know if this Bills team is going to look the same. And for a Chiefs team that is going to six AFC championships and at least the road through that playoff journey has had to encounter this Bills team and in the postseason they've owned that matchup I think says a lot about both teams yeah I, I had a lot to I had a lot to think about this and I know you mentioned with the Bills stuff and you know will they make a coaching change all this I, I was I was going back and forth in this and, and I don't I know the fake punt was obviously questionable at best but Ryan this game came down to exactly what you said off the top Mahomes made the plays that Josh Allen didn't. I don't know that you could pin this one on on coaching. As much as there may be coaching to, you know, there's always going to be things we look at from the outside and things that happen when you're like, why do they call this or do that? But at the end of the day, the players win the games. And we saw the number one quarterback in the league beat like number three or four, whatever you want to rank him at. And I'm just using an arbitrary number. But Mahomes made the plays he needed to. And before the missed kick, obviously another wide right for the Bills fans. But 
it was a 40 plus yard field goal and pretty high win. They had two throws to not only get deeper in, but maybe even win the game with a touchdown and they weren't converted. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't just on Josh Allen. Diggs had a, a poor game for his standards. They weren't running the ball well. This Bills defense that, yes, has injuries, similar to the Chiefs, got pushed around. Um, but they were fortunate by that fumble out of the end zone by Hartman. Another thing where you wonder why he was getting the ball there in that situation. And they had some fumbles that they recovered. I think that the right team won in this one. I think Mahomes made the plays. They couldn't stop Kelsey as we talked to, his best game of the season by far. And it comes down to another Mahomes magic, Mahomes win game where, you know, if you're the Bills, you got to wonder. We, we, they asked for this game. They wanted it at home. They said this was the chance. And here we are again talking about a Chiefs victory. And, you know, that's a good point you mentioned in that why is, you know, McCole Hartman even touching the ball in that situation, uh, especially with the game that Pacheco was having. Even you know, Hilaire I, was I playing I well, too. Was, I mean, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah Hilaire was playing well, too. But, man, Pacheco plays NFL Blitz in real life. I mean, that that's how he runs the football. And I think it's funny, and not to go too tangential, but – I think a lot of times, just because we've seen so much success from Bill Belichick, we tend to look at the game through his eyes in a lot of ways, especially you and me being the big football fans that we are. And I think in these situations with Bill, Hardman would have not touched the ball. But Andy's never been like that. This team has been about the quote-unquote fun and I just think that that was a situation where it backfired on him. But I think just to have Andy Reid coaching a team where they have 15 carries for 97 yards for run running back uh, this late in the postseason just tells me that he understands the yeah. type of team that he has. Patrick understands the type of team that they have, and they know how they have to win. And I think this is a team mm -hmm. that is at <laughs> that intellectual point after six straight conference championship appearances. It's really crazy, and uh, I just also don't think Belichick would give it. He'd already fumbled, I think, in that game or had a drop, so I don't know. But, no, yeah. it's, it shows you Reed, and he understands, and like those Patriot teams, you become chameleons this time of year. What can you do mm -hmm. the best? What makes you special? That said, though, it was the first road playoff game that Mahomes has played. He won it. Ryan, he's, that, he's now seventh all-time for a quarterback playoff wins. Seventh all-time already. incredible, and... I just I don't know what we're gonna do if they happen to win this Super Bowl, and I don't want to get too ahead. Oh, if he wins the Super just, Bowl, he's only he's third. He's behind Brady and Montana. That's it. So there you go. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, I, I, in I, wins. I, I mean, I'm you. saying in wins. I mean, we can do the ranking a little later, but I don't want to get. You know, there's a lot of football there, and it's not the time to have this discussion. I'm just saying in general what he does yeah. and what he means to but the just, team and. You know, His and this is not a success in general. This is not a loaded team either. No Tyree kill no. anymore. No, and, you know, they, they made the resource changes that they had to. Uh, it's just special, man. We're going to get to the preview of Ravens Chiefs in a little bit, but I do want to talk about the NFC games before we break down next week's action. Ryan, the Niners survived against the Packers Saturday night, and it was a weird game in a lot of ways. There was some good, some bad. Starting with this, though, because I wanted to have the Brock Purdy discussion as well. Obviously, Debo going out had a lot to do with it and will continue to have a lot to do if he doesn't play. But first half wasn't great at all. There were issues going on. I think Shanahan bore the brunt of some of them. But you mm -hmm. saw that you saw in the second half, especially on that last drive, 
what this offense tries to be, what they're trying to do. And when it's going, it is like a train moving downhill. That was a textbook big boy, textbook big boy football drive to end the game. And I wonder if Kyle Shanahan and, and how they play this game, I wonder if winning ugly, quote unquote, is the method to his madness because nothing about this was pretty, but I'll give them this credit. They did not change from the script. They didn't panic. They were going to play the way they were going to, not to cover spreads, but to win football games. Yeah, definitely. And it was uh, certainly an ugly game. And like you said, Purdy played big boy football at that last drive. And, you know, the big thing for him is, you know, his numbers were okay, but he didn't turn the football over. Yeah. And that's that's the biggest thing in the postseason. Jordan Love turned the football over twice. And even still, and I'm not trying to flip things, and, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll put this question out there, and then you can get to it whenever after um, I finish my point. But I think that we need to ask ourselves, with, especially with how the 49ers have looked since Christmas, right now, can we say that the best team, did the best team win? Were the Packers actually better than the 49ers and the 49ers just found a way to pull it together in that last drive? The Packers are going to have some growing pains. But I'm gonna, I yeah, think yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to say the best team did win just because the Packer defense, I mean, we can... It's horrible. They horrible. lost to Tommy DeVito at home in the Giants and that Cowboys game, yeah, like we can talk about the Dak picks and all this stuff, but it was the Packer offense that scored at will that won them that game, you know? Like that's... That's where we're going to be and at. the Dallas offense that's very predictable. Yeah, and so the second half of this game, the Niners scored the 17 points without Debo. And that's the other side of this, Ryan. Debo makes that big of a difference. Like, if you're taking quarterbacks out of the discussion, right, obviously the most important position in the sport, is he the most important offensive player left to his team? Left. I mean, he he very well may be. You know? He very well may be. I mean, him and Travis Kelsey – up there i that's, think i mean that's fair but, but that's like that's rarefied air and when he goes out you can see the whole offense kind of does have to adjust and regroup and you know exactly and it, and not to and i don't maybe this is being too prisoner of the moment but if he can't go for whatever reason in the detroit game mm-hmm. i don't know if they can beat the lions well i think they i think they could i think that game, it makes it a lot closer of a game and i think detroit's obviously a live underdog in that one because defensively would be the vulnerabilities with that team. Kyle Shanahan's offense and how he coaches a game, they're not, like, at the end of the half, they weren't trying to score. They're really conservative in a lot of ways. But you see why, mm-hmm. and this is the whole, this is the big Brock Purdy discussion, right, is that they know what they have in him. He coaches who to his strengths and won't call, you know, enormous plays. This was a Kittle game, too. He had the touchdown and was, you know, a throwback to him. You also saw McCaffrey, right, like how they try to use him some of the runs that they call for him. You do want to see more, though, from the Niner defense. Like, that's where I think you're, you know, you're right on the money there because Detroit's offense, given that Gibbs is stepping up at the running game, I think they're going to pose some problems. But for the Niners, I mean, there is a lot to say about just getting through this game. It's been a house of horrors for the Packers in this playoff matchup over the years, but the Niners had a lot of expectation riding on this one the week off. We've seen, you know, the one seeds lose a lot in this game, Ryan, so that's not uncommon. This was just all about survival for San Fran. Yeah, it was. And, you know, hopefully this will, like you said, a close win, an ugly win, give them some confidence going into the NFC Championship game. And like you said about this defense, Detroit will be able to move the ball. It's just a matter of 
you get in the red zone, you got to be able to cash in. And also, how much does um, Kyle Shanahan's familiarity familiarity with Jared Goff from mm. playing against the St. Louis Rams factor into this at all? Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a big one. I mean, the Lions winning that game over the Bucks. You know, Bucks are kind of in that I mean, different stages. But the Texans role, like, and even Green Bay, like throwing those teams together. You would have told those teams, not even before the season, but midway through, that this is where you'll get to, and they would have all signed up for it right there. Well, real quick, you know, uh, just on the Tampa Bay point, it's interesting because I think you can speak to how good the team building was, especially on, uh, with the Bucks. Because I agree with your point. If you anybody would ask for this, if you told them going into camp, but if you looked at the roster, this is roughly the same group of offensive weapons that Brady had that, you know, minus Antonio Brown, Fournette, a few other guys that they won a Super Bowl with. And it just seems like the core of the team, the core of the coaching staff with Bowles and inserting average to above average quarterback play. No, yeah. When you, when you've won before, was, when you've won before, I think that does make a difference. There's guys in that absolutely. locker room that have one that know Mike Evans is perennially underrated I mean, I know mm-hmm. Hall of Fame is like a taboo, especially with the wide receivers that aren't in, but he's put up, I mean, Hall of Fame numbers like he just has. Man, listen, you, it's crazy. You brought it up before I did because before we got on um, a couple hours ago, I was on Pro Football Reference, and I was just looking at the all-time receiving numbers for just the current guys. And Hopkins, Devontae Adams, and... Evans are really, really, really close together. And I know the league has changed. It's more of a passing league. And I don't really know what the threshold is for receivers because the Hall of Fame is is weird with receivers. But if all these guys end up with, they're all around 12,000 now. If they end up with 14,000 yards, 14,500 yards, it's just going to be really interesting to see how that plant pans out yeah. down the road i think evans is getting in uh maybe above most of the ones you mentioned 10 straight thousand yard seasons the consistency i mean that's something mm-hmm. you know even in i know the numbers get inflated and i don't think the championship necessarily matters as much the receiver position but he is agree. you know but he's been very very consistent and not just with brady with baker with you know Jameis. like it's just been who you know he hasn't Absolutely. been qb dependent um no, I mean, the Bucks gave him a game, and Baker had been playing well down the stretch, and, you know, it, it just came down to golf and the offense and Gibbs and and those plays that they made when they needed to and the fact that Campbell is who he is, right? Like, there's one thing to criticize an individual decision from a coach, like whether you're going to go for it, whether you're going to do this, but I think we do have to appreciate the sense of, look, this is who he is. Like, And the players know, too, and that's part of it, too. The players know that in any fourth and short situation we are going to go for it i think that consistency does help absolutely and they're bought into it and he's instilled that confidence and i think they all are okay with living with the results because that's what campbell's been about since he got the job well i i do think they have a chance as well in this next game against the niners i think the defense under glenn has played very very well you know they weren't strong to start the season they're getting some turnovers uh, hutchinson's been a beast up front he's kind of entering that elite category of pass rushers it's going to be a different beast though on the road i think we have to acknowledge that because what they've been getting from detroit at home and i mean i can speak to this as much when you haven't had any playoff success and you're just thirsty for it 
it's been hands down the best atmosphere in, a, in the NFL playoffs in Detroit. Oh, for sure. It's definitely been a great atmosphere. And we got to I wonder about the conditions, too. If the conditions are like they were in um, San Francisco last week, you know, rainy game. How, you know, how is that going to plan out? And we know how Jared Goff is versus pressure and how he is when he's not getting pressure. So it'll be very interesting to see how um, Steve Wilkes dials up whatever game plan. I think the Niners are going to win a close game here. I, I still would favor them at home. I know that they haven't looked perfect. Detroit is in a great spot to make a move. One of their linemen's uh, one of their linemen had the pec injury. I don't know what his status is going to be. Laporta's out there, Ryan, but I don't. Obviously, he's not a hundred percent too. So I think that hurts because I think he's maybe the best young tight end in football. We'll see what the Debo news, but I'm going to ride with the Niners here at home. I think they'll do just enough to win this game. Yeah, I like the Niners as well. I think the Lions can make this really close. I, I'm seeing something like 23-20, 20-17. I think it could be a really close game. Do I do what I said I'd never do again? Do I pick against Patrick Mahomes? I mean, you can pick against Jordan if you want to. I, I but I, I kind of want to. I mean, I, I, I just the Ravens just looked the part. Bar. The Ravens looked the part. Yeah, this is not. There's not the. There's not the Josh Allen Bills level of pressure. But you do feel it's mm-hmm. been a couple years of you know, and they haven't really matched up in the playoffs. I don't think. But they've right. You know, they, he's been around. He's been elite quarterback since that first MVP. Right. Like okay, uh-huh. now's the time. Like you can't. No excuses. You got this game at home. You got a defense. You got Zay Flowers. You got maybe Andrews coming back, and you know. No excuses. Mm -hmm. And I do think that they're, you know, having thought about this a little more, the Chiefs win that game, I think, on a lot of grit, on a lot of Mahomes being Mahomes plays. I think, and I don't want to ever take him out of the equation, but looking at Mm -hmm. it from the Ravens' offense, and this is the thing, like quarterbacks don't play each other, Lamar's just got to look at it and probably is like, all right, we're going to do what we do on offense, and we're going to score. And at that point, I think the Ravens will keep, you know, I, I see this being a, I see this being a really good Lamar performance. I'll say around like 31 to 20, 31, 23 Ravens win. Okay. Yeah. That's actually a really good score. You know, this Chiefs defense has been playing really good. It's going to be interesting to see how they choose to rush Lamar um, because, you know, you're not going to be able to ping your ears back at any point and just get after him. And, you know, Spags likes to send a lot of pressure and, play a lot of zero and I don't know how that's going to work with you can leave Odell in one-on-one if you want to and leave flowers one-on-one if you want to. So it's going to be really interesting how they, they play um, on the back end versus these receivers. Mm -hmm. But I think I like Baltimore as well. Okay. And I like, um, I think by, Probably like 27, 23, something like that. Yeah, Chiefs defense last week wasn't, you know, yesterday as we record this, wasn't exactly, uh, you know, lighting it up. The Bills were moving the ball on them. So I do think that that, you know, gave me me some pause there. Uh, But we'll see, man. I know it's tough to pick. It's tough to pick against Superman. Tug on his cape a little bit. But uh, it just is. And just one final note on this. Saw the headline as we record this. No fracture in the shoulder of Debo. So 
likely to play, I think, but we'll have oh, to yeah, He's going to play. Yeah, he'll yeah. play. He'll be out there. They, they'll shoot it up with something, but he'll be out there. <laughs> oh, you know that. They got the best stuff there. Uh, last thing, Ryan Souls, before we wrap up here on the Money Mitch Effect, thoughts on uh, the coaching carousel? You know, Belichick interviewing in Atlanta, maybe Harbaugh on the Chargers. Any Any thoughts on what's happening? Man, this is really, really interesting. You know, I think that think what things happen the way they happen in Buffalo if that coaching staff gets let go and I'm not lobbying for McDermott to get fired because of the success that they've had but if ownership decides they want to let you know that staff go all of a sudden uh Rabel and Buffalo just sounds really 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 good um you know maybe bringing some discipline to that defensive and offensive side of the ball with trying to protect Josh Allen a little more considering that, you know, he's worked with uh, Tannehill and getting a massive upgrade in quarterback if he chose that job. But for me, the most interesting thing is, is I, I think Belichick will probably ultimately land in Atlanta because Arthur blank is probably the only owner who will let bill do what he wants to do. Oh yeah. But I'm curious if Pete Carroll is just going to remain an advisor with Seattle or will he actually entertain some jobs? Because I'm just I'm glad (laughs) Dallas decided to hold on to McCarthy because I didn't want Pete to end up there. But I think Pete and Seattle or Harbaugh or not not Seattle and um, Los Angeles coaching the Chargers or Harbaugh. I think that's going to be interesting to watch. Sounds like Harbaugh Chargers is where the steam would be. And, you know, Pierce being the interim that, that is permanent now with the Raiders was another news. I, I saw the rumors today about Vrabel, and I'm not sure what the Bills want to do, but I saw Seattle targeting him pretty aggressively. So Vrabel, that would be Seattle could too. be. I feel like they would take to him pretty quickly there. You know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and, you know, it would be a way you would still keep institutional structure at the head coach position but unlike bringing Dan Quinn over, who was an understudy of Pete Carroll, you could really be starting fresh if you wanted to clean the building of Pete Carroll. If that's why you fired him. It's it's something, man. We should start to see our announcements. Ben Johnson, the Lions, you know, whiz kid, uh, OC, like, and there's other people still in coaching that have to balance interviews and game plans it's always fascinating plans, but yeah. we're gonna start yeah, to you, see you, it you could make the argument that maybe would have happened to dan quinn while they lost <laughs> maybe but i'll tell you this um you know there's only 32 of these jobs they're exclusive i understand how valuable they are but uh i would not want the carolina panthers job at all i would stay so far away from that job that yeah. just seems <laughs> like an like a disaster waiting to happen with that owner yeah it does seem like a disaster they signed dan morgan the uh former linebackers gm that's how i know i'm getting old i'm like oh yeah the linebacker i remember him he's their gm now so um last thing ryan i gotta let you i gotta let you vent here or talk about the eagles what went wrong and the fact that siriati is coming back and where the future of this team goes man you know we we've talked about this you know via text throughout the season and during the offseason. And I told you, man, this goes back to last year's Super Bowl. I think this team missed a golden opportunity to uh, solidify, you know, a championship with this 
roster that, you know, has a lot of history in Philadelphia, guys getting older, you know, Kelsey announcing his retirement, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, just guys uh, that have had a lot of history in Philadelphia. And last year was a really, really missed opportunity. I think, you know, this upcoming offseason, you're just going to have to evaluate how you do everything because you heard about Hargraves, what he said in San Francisco, how it felt like being a part of the Miami Heat where there was a culture and there was work ethic and you were still in pads late in the year and you were still practicing hard. And it doesn't seem like that culture was in Philadelphia. And I think that, you know, while I was, I would say on the fence about Sirianni staying or going, I do think that the culture needs to change a little bit. Going back to the field, I expected a fall off in the defensive line play, losing Hargrave, because as great as Jalen Carter played this year, he and Davis are both young. Mm-hmm. They've got to grow together. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to take uh, some time. And I think the linebackers, you know, Nolan and I'm blanking on, uh, oh, N'Kobe Dean. You know, they just got to get on the field and stay healthy. I think they'll be fine. The secondary has got to get fixed. Uh, but whoever schemes it all up, it's just it's got to be more aggressive. And they have to have answers when the front four can't get pressure. Yeah, I, it's you lose, the season bottoms out, you have a bad taste in your mouth, right? But it's so hard to take into account, look, there's going to be a reset couple months mm-hmm. after the Super Bowl's over. When you get the reset, it's like, okay, we still have one of the best rosters. Make some changes, tweak the roster, tweak some stuff, bring some coordinators in. It's not it's not as bad as it sounds. And we know Philadelphia fans can, you know, be the the most the happiest, most optimistic, or the most pessimistic. So I do think there's still so much talent on that roster. No rash decisions, obviously, but um, I think there's still a lot to like about your Eagles. So We'll see. Yeah, I definitely think so, too. Got to get your guys healthy. Hurts healthy and everybody there. And uh, A.J. Brown, obviously. And, you know, go forward. But Ryan, yeah, man, it's good. yeah. I'll go ahead, bro. Go no, ahead. I was just saying, like, this has been, uh, you know, we're, we only have a few football games left. So I got to just say, salvage what we have. <laughs> Seriously, man. We're, we're entering the dog days. You know, it's an Olympic year. So that at least cuts the summer mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. When that's over, training camp will be back around the corner. But we still got to get through the winner we do any way we can uh ryan man ryan souls pleasure talking football with you here on the money mitch effect always welcome here can't wait to do it again at some point and uh keep uh chopping up sports with you man i appreciate you that was the money mitch effect thanks to ryan souls thanks to everybody out there for listening we're on all your podcast platforms apple soundcloud google the name a few check out the money mitch effect facebook page and follow me on twitter at money mitch m21 back next week recapping nfl conference championship sunday previewing the super bowl and covering whatever topics the world of sports throws our way for ryan souls i'm mitch michaels thanks again for listening to the money mitch effect i'll talk to you next week keep enjoying sports